podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Living a busy, full life? MitoQ is a science-based cell health supplement that helps your cells generate renewable daily energy. Discover more at MitoQ.com. That's M-I-T-O-Q.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Chelsea board firmly behind Graham Potter as Andre Santos nears debut. Hello there, guys. What is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for another edition of Let's Talk Chelsea. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're keeping safe on this Monday. We've got some stuff to get through today in terms of the future of Graham Potter and also an exciting player, hopefully about to make their Chelsea debut. But before we get into any of that good stuff, I want to ask you guys, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and a notification bell so you don't miss any of the uploads on the channel. And if you are listening on the podcast feed. Thank you so much for tuning in. Son of Chelsea is a part of the 90 Mim podcast network. We're going to start here with The Athletic. David Ornstein reporting this morning that the Chelsea board are firmly behind Graham Potter. It says here that the feeling within the Chelsea hierarchy is that the former Brighton coach should be judged in years, not months, and they are confident they have one of the best managers in the game. They still have a lot of changes to make at the club and decided early on not to judge him on whether they qualify for the Champions League this season. That is a radical departure from the previous ownership, where if you failed or even looked like you were going to fail to get Champions League qualification, it was a non-negotiable. You were not keeping your job. So that is very different. And I think it's maybe realistic with you know where Chelsea are currently. And you know two wins in our last 13 Premier League games, 10 points off top four, and kind of the the massive changes we've seen structurally in, in the club. I mean, we're coming up to the year anniversary of the sanctions um, and the sale of the club, you know, even beyond that happening in the summer. So it, it's been a crazy year. It really has from a Chelsea point of view. And, you know, given all that upheaval, given the amount of, of players that Chelsea signed in the January transfer window, I think to, to change your head coach right now, I think could cause more problems as we've seen in recent years. That doesn't mean that you look at the that record of two wins in 13 games and there aren't alarm bells ringing of, of that should be we should be doing a lot better even with those problems and those the, the context of injuries and all those things you can throw in about this season in the past year it still isn't good enough it, it really isn't and um, I think Saturday was was firm proof of it Chelsea should be beating West Ham that we should be winning those games and you know Grand Potter I think is under pressure from a lot of Chelsea supporters who don't believe he's the right man who don't believe he sort of um, exudes you know the man who can really turn this around and, and kind of a performative aspect of, of being a Chelsea head coach I was saying this last month you know I rally against that or I rally against that being a defining part of whether Grand Potter is going to be a success at Chelsea or not and why things are going wrong currently I, I personally don't think it's as simple as he shouts on the touchline he shouts in post-match press conference at the at the referees when we're all feeling angry about the referee um, and the decisions of VAR at the weekend, which we were. But I, I don't think I instantly equate that and go, well, that's the way he acts towards his players behind the scenes because we don't know how he acts towards his players behind the scenes. And I think it's very easy for people to share clips of Emma Hayes um, during the, the Zone documentary. And, you know, do we know that Graham Potter doesn't act the same way towards his players behind the scenes I, you know unless you are in in the dressing room unless you do have some amazing sources we don't know that but in terms of that that line being you know Champions League football has to be the you know if he doesn't get Champions League football he loses his job I've said this before I'll say it again and I think I'll keep on saying it it's about context within the way this season ends for Chelsea and for Graham Potter 
if it ends with absolutely devoid of confidence, players are not playing well, we continue to spiral to a really bleak mid-table or even below mid-table finish, which would have been unthinkable back in the summer to say 13th, 14th. And, you know, the mood of the club is, is even worse. Then I think there has to be a more serious conversation. But as I keep on saying, if we finish 6th or 7th, and maybe we get a big Champions League win over Borussia Dortmund. I think it's unlikely to go all the way in the Champions League. But, you know, let's say something magical happens there. Then, of course, those events are going to change. If, if a majority of the new players really do inspire this team to look a lot different by the spring. As I say, I think you have a different conversation. And maybe you, I think there'd be more people probably who'd say, yeah, I can see where this is going. But that's obviously, I, I keep on saying this, that is obviously on the coach. If that doesn't happen, then yeah. I think it maybe goes in a different direction in terms of the way fans are feeling. Some fans feel that it should be the end time for Graham Potter, but you know, I personally am not there yet. But I, I do want to pick up this criticism of Graham Potter from good friend of the channel and I think great Chelsea analyst Joe Tweedy, who, who put up this Twitter thread today. A few thoughts on Graham Potter. It was kind of in response to you know briefing that he's going to be a long term head coach. And what I liked about Joe Tweedy, and I definitely just go and listen to the Tinker Men podcast, his podcast on London is Blue. Um, in terms of just tactical breakdowns is is most of this thread, which I definitely suggest you go and read, is tactical. It's about player improvement. It's about patterns of play. It's about how he's going to get the best out of what's actually happening on the pitch in front, you know, the players he has at his disposal. None of this is about what he says in press conferences, is about catchphrases, is about demeanour, is about mentality you know because all those things as I've just previously said I, I just don't think are as relevant to me um, I'm not saying they have absolutely no impact on players they have absolutely no impact on the mood of a, of a club but you know I, I like these criticisms a lot more because I think there's some of those I, I do definitely buy into in terms of he says a very little game model that we've seen from from you know Graham Potter so far in terms of structure build up to suggest sticking with uh, Graham Potter is the right call he references the fact that other coaches have come in and got teams to play a simplified version of their overall plan however it's much easier to coach a highly structured reactive style of play than it is to coach a team to break down 11 men behind the ball which I do agree because my biggest question about you know Thomas Tuchel in the end was how was he going to take this team on beyond what he had done you know which is make Chelsea a, a very brilliant reactive team particularly in European football defensively uh, and, and tournament football where he thrived as a head coach but in terms of that week-to-week -week grind of the Premier League um, it, you know where how was he going to progress the team and, and you know there was very little sign in that opening run of, of fixtures this this year that we were making steps forward um, but I think he, he makes fair points in terms of developing that style of play because I think that is what's going to get him buy-in from people who are doubting him right now actual evidence of, of things going in the right direction some of that is big wins I don't think majority of that is going to have to do with him, with him changing his tone and character completely in press conferences. I just, I don't buy it. I don't think that that, I even think that, you know, at the weekend, him, if he comes out and starts being more angry in press conferences, I'm not entirely sure it's going to win him much favour because I think those people would still, you know, get angry at him, you know, because of results, performances not going well. They'll link it back to the more important thing. Um, I, I just don't buy that, you know, Graham Potter putting on an act in press conferences uh, to people who are not you know that that enamored by him at the moment is going to make a blind bit of difference i'm just that, that's just my honest opinion i may be proven wrong i just i don't buy it at the moment and i think the only thing that's going to turn opinion is is the most obvious one and that's start winning games we are going to move on now to andre santos who won the under 20 championships with brazil uh over the weekend he was the captain of the team and scored six goals 
on his side's way to glory. As you can see, this piece here uh, by Nizar Cancela, I believe this was last week, um, regarding Chelsea boost as Santos stars for Brazil to set up work permit resolution. Chelsea are confident his displays with Brazil will help secure clearance to play in England. So it's kind of that thing now to, to get it over the line to, to get him involved. And he was tweeting today in response because Chelsea were tweeting out about his success. He is one of those players that I, you know, people I respect like Oli Glanville and uh, Jessica Frotta, who, you know, Brazilian Chelsea fan who knows obviously a lot about Brazilian football, who are really excited about Santos as a player, as a talent, and feel that this is a guy who's going to come in and make a difference in the long term. And I know Matt Law was on the London is Blue podcast and they were asking him to sort of rate January transfer signings. And apparently internally, Santos is the one that kind of a lot of people at Chelsea are excited about, most excited about, which is a bit of a surprise when you think about some of the players we did bring in last month. But it kind of shows the talent we potentially have in what is a key area when you're trying to revamp it and, and what Chelsea's squad could be lacking. And of course, it, it's typical that we, when Chelsea are so desperately lacking goals, we have someone you know, scoring goals for their nation. Obviously, under 20, under 20s football compared to senior football in the Premier League. But hopefully that can be cleared now. The work permit can be sorted and we can actually see Andre Santos in a Chelsea shirt soon because, again, one of those players that could make a real difference in the upcoming years and could be a player that offers great value in the transfer market, something we have been clamouring for, for for several years. And hopefully he'll be one of the, the stars and one of those wins, transfer wins for this new recruitment team to have up on the board and say, yeah, that, that was one of our early wins. Um, hopefully Andre Santos can be that. Let me know your opinions about Santos and your hopes for him at Chelsea in the comments below. But that is it for today's edition of Let's Talk Chelsea. You can follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea and I will see you again very soon. All the best. Sports Social Podcast Network.